0: Hey, before we start the show this week, did you know that in just five minutes, you could potentially make a huge impact on the future of the Bears? All you need to do is sign up to the RFL's Our League platform and select the Bears as one of your teams. It's free to join. It's packed full of rugby league news, competitions, videos, and loads more besides. But our following on that platform might influence future funding decisions. So we need as many fans on there as possible. Even if you put us a second choice, we won't mind. Make a difference in just a few minutes today. Head over to rugby-league.com ourleague to create your account and pick the Bears as one of your teams. Right, on with the show. Welcome to Bear Necessities, your official Coventry Bears podcast. We live at CoventryBears.com and we're very happy to be back with you once again. And thanks so much for all the kind messages about reaching 100 episodes last week. That was much appreciated. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Musson, and joining me as ever is my co-pilot and former Bears fullback, Craig Cathcart. Craig, how are you doing?
1: I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. Very pleased to be able to talk about yet another win this season.
0: Mm. It's, uh, it's definitely becoming a habit this year. So um, this week, we are going to look back back at a, a scrappy but important win for the Bears down in the capital. Um, and we'll get the thoughts of head coach Rich Squires and player coach Dave Scott. And we'll also look ahead to this Sunday's crucial home match against North Wales Crusaders at the Butts Park Arena, which kicks off at 3pm. And you should definitely get your tickets for that one now on the Bears website. But first... um. Craig, I wanted to bring you in on this one. So um, people may have seen the RFL put out a a sort of statement last week that that hinted at the fact basically that conversations are happening about the future of the game. That's not really any secret Um, and really highlighted how important the next two years are for the sport. Now, you know we've we've seen since then quite a lot of rumors going around about what that potential future looks like and and there've been words posted on forums and places about potential funding for next couple of years and stuff but but given that nothing official has been released you know i don't i don't think we should get too much into those rumors but i guess just briefly we've got to acknowledge that this statement has happened, that these conversations are happening. It it really feels like that the outcomes of those consultations and those discussions, whatever they are, they're going to be massive for the Bears in particular, aren't they?
1: Yeah, massive for the Bears. Um, I would say massive for any club outside the Heartlands, really. Um, So, I mean, the statement itself was was a completely nothing statement. Um, You know, I was under the impression that there was going to be some sort of announcement made about what what potential structure would be going forward but they haven't made that announcement yet. So yeah, as you said, anything that we say is based on rumors. So probably shouldn't go into too much detail, but I've seen um very similar themes coming from a number of different sources about what the rumor, you know, what what is alleged to to happen. We've seen it widely reported that it'll be a two team Two two divisions of ten at the top, Super League one and two, and then a third tier below that. Um, I have seen on uh one of the you know, rugby league forums that I go on, someone who I would consider fairly credible has posted stuff about what you know what funding might look like for the third tier, and it doesn't sound good. Um potentially there's a huge slash in funding for, for tier three clubs. So it's really not good for the game. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, clubs will be reassessing. Alan himself has said on social media that, you know, he will re- need to reassess the situation and that that doesn't sound good. Uh, and I don't blame him, to be honest, if, if the rumours are um, true because um, it leaves clubs like the Bears, who are outside the heartlands, who've spent years building up to where we are at the moment, um, you know, need time to be able to develop our own players. Um, you know, Heartlands teams will still have the pick of all the best players coming through on community team clubs nearby, um, clubs like the Bears and West Wales and Scholars, even North Wales, um, who are a little bit closer to the Heartlands, but still not quite there. You know, it's going to be very hard for them to attract players if they are reliant on. Um, any sort of funding to help develop um, the game in the, in those local areas. So yeah, really not good news. Um, but as I said, we'll talk about it properly when we have something concrete to go on. Um, but it looks like a massive shakeup for the game. Um, and I think the other thing to consider as well is that this magical top 20 that they've talked about, um, you know, again, it's all conjuncture, but I don't, I cannot see for one minute how that's going to raise revenues in the top for, for the top 20 clubs, but there will be a huge race of clubs trying to get there spending money perhaps that they don't have to get into super league one, for example, and then clubs in, uh, want not wanting to be left out and, and not wanting to be in tier three, um, spending a lot of money to get into super league two. So, there's, there's potentially a lot of stuff happening. Um, but, we, you know, Rugby League's been through this before. I think it's on average every four to five years, there's, there's a change of structure with a hope that it's going to improve things and ultimately go round and round in circles over and over again. Um, you know, they were paying, um, they had, uh, I can't remember his name now, Super League. Head of Super League came in on 400,000 a year, 400,000 a year <laughs> to try and shake things up and improve Super League and improve it as a commercial prospect. And it's failed miserably. And how many years was he there? For three to four years. So that's, mm. you know, well over a million pounds that could have easily funded. uh league one for i don't know how many years based on on current funding so it's really not good um but let's be positive let's hope something um can be worked out and let's hope that this um great season continues and let's just i guess put it on the back of our minds for now
0: yeah definitely and and as you say we, we will bring you more information about that as soon as we have something official to talk about and i'm sure I'm sure Alan will uh, will come on the show and explain things from his perspective as well. Once we once we know what's going on,
1: it is an issue, not just a rugby league issue. It's facing other sports as well. Mm-hmm. Rugby union is, um, you know, there's talk of uh, the rugby union championship and league one in rugby union having funding slashed massively. Um, other sports are shrinking. Um, shall we say uh, below the top division? So. It's, it's across the board and COVID hasn't helped at all, but um, Rugby League is supposed to be a family. Um, so let's hope that they they will consider that when, they, when they're making their final decisions.
0: Definitely, definitely. Okay, let's move on to more exciting news and the fact that the Bears won at the weekend yet again. Um, so they travelled down to the capital for a tough match against London Scholars and ended up edging it 14-12. So the Bears were 8-6 down at halftime. Liam Wellham got the Bears' try in that first half. And then uh, a try from Dave Scott in the second half did put them ahead, only for the scholars to peg it back to 12-all. However, despite missing one just a few minutes earlier, Dan Coates stepped up to land a huge penalty in the 78th minute to sneak that vital win that really does keep the Bears in the playoff hunt. Um, so Craig and I will do our best to reflect on that. Neither of us were at the game, but we've we've obviously um, dug around and worked out what the story of the match is. We'll reflect on that in a moment. But first, let's hear from the coaching teams. Dave Scott is coming up, but first here's head coach Rich Squires. Rich, bit of a bit of a close one on Saturday, bit of a tight one, and probably not the. Um the, the style of win you would have gone for but you got the win and that was the important thing how How do you reflect back on that um, that trip to London now?
2: Yeah I think having watched him back that's a different type of win that we've had to kind of graft out this year um, you know we've, we've been kind of we've been in the ones we've had to come back we've been ones in were in control um, but that was a really nitty gritty one at the weekend um, and one that really did go right down to the wire um, you know and it was and it was a tough whole place to go and the conditions weren't the best but you know, the boys came out the other side of
0: it. Is, is that game almost one that you can learn more from about your team than, than perhaps some of the other games we've seen this year where, you know, um, I don't know, like the the, the craziness of, of the Hunslet comeback or the sort of the, the valiant efforts in defeat against teams like Barrow. Like, did, did, did you learn more about your side's character on Saturday from that game?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, and the, I think it showed the boys were coming off the pitch at the end. You know, it wasn't your normal celebrations, you know, because they know they didn't quite play up to scratch or our style of rugby didn't quite come off of us. Um, but we really had to get into an arm wrestle, you know, which we knew we were going to have to get into anyway. Um, unfortunately, we lost Josh Dunn for six weeks against Barrow. Um, Sam Barrow and his first kind of, well, the first game of his band for two weeks this week. So we lost two real stalwarts that are kind of, you know, are in the middle of the park and have been there quite consistently this year. So we had to make some change again, and some other people had to stand up. And, you know, it was a a physical encounter where scholars really got under our skin and tried to rattle us and did disrupt our style of play. You know, whenever we tried to get a little bit of ruck speed, you know, they'd slow it down by a little injury or a little niggle and slow it down so they could reset themselves. So we're going against, you know, going against the grain a little bit. We we couldn't find any more momentum, which is what we love to play off. You know, Dave and Dan love to play off the back of you know, a quick play of the ball and especially a little winley out of nine. And we just couldn't, couldn't do it. Um, so definitely, that's the, probably the best one to take away from it, you know. And me and Dave, the boys after, you know, that's probably one of the best wins of the season. We've actually had to grind it out and, and go to a place where we haven't been so far this season. It's a real test of character, as you say.
0: You you mentioned the sort of slightly changed lineup. And I know from from looking back on reports from the game and stuff, it looked like um, you know, Liam Willem having to do a shift in, in the in the back row and, and and Jack Dawson ending up through the middle as well. Um has that has that given you has that given you any new problems to think about going into the Crusaders game? Or or is is the plan still to try and get people back to their regular positions as soon as you can? Uh
2: I mean, I'd like to try and get people um, back to their position if they can. But we've said all along if you can kind of play back row or second row within our structure, you can kind of play centre and vice versa. So Liam Wellham did a great job, you know, at back row and it allows him to come in tight a little bit. Kadimo came to center thought was outstanding. Um you know threw himself about when he's really waited for his opportunity and really took it with both hands. Um, Jack Dawson found himself in the middle just down to injuries. Um, you know, and he's not scared to put his hand up. You know, it looks like we've lost Elite Townsend for a while. Um, He went down with a nasty-looking injury at the weekend, Um, and Brad Clavering took a knock as well. So we kind of we only had Pete Ryan as an out-and-out middle at the weekend. Um, You know that's that was after about 20 minutes of the game. So we did we did it tough, but those those boys will you know kind of go back to their normal positions over this weekend. We may have a look at you know a couple of other boys maybe from different clubs. um, You know week by week loans just to kind of get us through this tough period while especially while Josh is out. Um, Sam is obviously out. Elliot's now out, so we've we've taken a few knocks, and especially our our experienced middles as well. So that's something me and Dave will probably have to address.
0: And you you mentioned um, your halves, Dave and Dan, just then, um, and I wanted to mention them because that you know their contributions yet again were, were essential in this win. Another try for Dave, and um, sort of ice in the veins of Dan Coates to nail that last minute kick, having missed one not long before that as well. I mean. We've talked on the podcast about how those two are, are a really exciting partnership, but they're they're really starting to show the value they add to the team now, aren't they? You must have been you really pleased with their contributions on Saturday.
2: Yeah, definitely. I and mean, it wasn't a halfback game, you know. Um, Dave got whacked a couple of times as he has this season, you know, and he gets straight back up and you know Dave plays with a lot of fluidity and you know and loves to play and kind of get in his stride. And he just couldn't do it the weekend, so it was a different type of performance for Dave at the weekend. Um, and the same with Dan, you know, he had a completely different left edge, you know, obviously, Matty Wellham not there at the weekend as well. Um, so he had a completely different centre, a completely different back rower. So again, he had to kind of switch his game up and it did it really well. But, you know, Dave took his try really well. Um, you know, just waited for Scholos to switch off and it showed that little bit of class. And then down at the end, you know, it he came to the end, you know, when we got the chance to the first one. Um, I said, you're backing yourself? And he said, yeah, I'll back myself to kick it from anywhere inside the half, um, you know, all over the half, around the halfway line because um, he has got an iron boot, you know, and I've always believed that if you're, you know, if you're a winger, is, or sorry, winger, if your halfback's confident and kicker's confident to kick it, then back him. Um, you know, and we did it and it, I think 10 minutes earlier to kicked the ball out on the full uh, from the kickoff um, by a mile as well and that was kind of, he does his kickoffs different to the, his conversions so, when he when he said I'm going for it, you know, I backed him in and he just pulled just pulled it a little bit, um, you know. He had the distance by you know by a mile. Um, so then when Dave took it into the line and got whacked <laughs> whacked off the ball, um, we got another goal. You know, Dan was always going to be there. You know, and I put and I put my house in am kicking that second one. You um, know, obviously I didn't, and the missus wouldn't be very happy. Um, but yeah, Dan showed some great composure and. You know, he really is kind of standing stand to the plate and establishing himself as probably one of the best halves in the league at the minute.
0: So as we look ahead to this Sunday, um, back of the butts, Crusaders are in town and it's sort of part two of a, a pair of games that, that we talked about last week of being really important in terms of defining the, the trajectory of the rest of the season. And without wanting to get too far ahead of ahead of anything, you know, a, a, another win this Sunday and, and you're potentially in the playoffs, with with that position to hold on to for the rest of the season, um, how big a game is this Sunday, and what what are you looking for from your players? I
2: think this week um, this weekend is probably one of our cup finals. You know, they they're just above us. They're in that playoff position. We're just behind them, and we really let ourselves down at their place. You know, we showed no enthusiasm. We showed no class that we previously done. Um, you know, it's probably been one of our worst performances of the season. You know, but the boys kind of knew that, and we're a completely different team from that. We've moved on. So I think we just need to, to get into the groove and really test Crusaders. Um, you know they're, they're playing with a lot of confidence at the minute. Um, you know and I've I really found their groove and I've got some consistency with their team. Um, they struggled with injuries at the beginning of the season, which didn't help them. Uh, but I think that the middle battle is going to be a big one. You know we've got to kind of set a platform to let our, our outside backs play, and you know we didn't do that at their place. So we kind of need to get a foothold of it. Um, and that's be, that'll be something I'm kind of looking at with our forwards and our leaders on the field. Hopefully, we'll be able to welcome a few um, boys back this week, um, which will kind of bolster us. But I think Crusaders will bring a big fan base as well. You know, it's they've got a, a decent travelling support, and they'll come over and hopefully the Butts will get a little bit of atmosphere again. But, you know, we love playing at home this season and, you know, we play a completely different style of rugby where like to throw the ball around. So hopefully, we can get some, you know, take the confidence out of the scrappy win at Scholars. Um, you know, which I'll count and move into this weekend
0: Great stuff well um, best of luck for the weekend thanks sir, for joining us on the podcast and I'll, uh, I'll chat to you after the Crusaders game No problem Joe thank you So Dave I mean uh, the, the tightest of tight wins really on Saturday but you got the win and that was what we were talking about last week of, of how important um, Saturday's game was to, to bounce back and get that win and, and right those wrongs almost of, of the, the game from when the scholars came up to Coventry How satisfied are you overall with with Saturday's outcome?
3: Yeah, look, if you'd offered me 14-12 before the game, I'd have bit your hand off for it. At the end of the day, I win the win, and we've had to overcome quite a bit of adversity to get that win. When you take into consideration the the early start, the long travel down to London, take into consideration that we're struggling with injuries uh, and we've got players playing uh, out of position. And then on top of that, during the game, we actually lost two middles. And I think we had one sin in as well. Um, So I think it shows a lot of strength, grit, character uh, and determination as a group. Uh, And we're starting to learn to win games at the back end, which is really important because it shows that we're learning as a group uh, how to manage games and we're trusting the processes. which is fantastic so really pleased with the win yeah it wasn't the prettiest but we ground it out and that's what we need to do to make playoff football
0: well, i was going to say that there's there's something to be said sometimes isn't there about just just gritting your teeth and, and grinding out a win i mean some of the wins we've seen at the Butts this year have been sensational and spectacular in terms of performance but but actually just doggedly holding on and doing what you need to do to get those points, particularly when you were you were down at half time as well. Um, that, that almost shows a different side to the team, doesn't it? It's, it? It plays into what we've talked about all season, about this growing level of maturity and, and an ability to manage a game and, and and make the good calls, make the right decisions that allow you to see a game out and earn those points.
3: Yeah, I think it's, it's that old cliche, isn't it? Where um, it's the sign of a good team when you win without playing at your best um, and at the end of the day you're judged on results um, so the result went in our, in our favour and it was a very important win as we've already mentioned because it keeps us within touching distance of the playoffs Um yeah it would have been nice um, to have put on a bit of a better performance it would be nice had the scoreline been a little bit more flattering towards us but take put it into context of the league um, an absolute massive win and hopefully we can um, pick up another win next week against North Wales and then really put ourselves in, into contention for the playoffs moving into the back end of the season.
0: Yeah, well obviously obviously now going into that that game against North Wales back at the butts without wanting to to jump too far ahead. I mean you you only need to look at the league table to realize that a win on Sunday and that, that that basically should move you into the playoff positions depending I guess depending on other res, results but you know, again, you've, you've got to go and do the business on Sunday, but you're potentially then looking at what, four or five games to go with a playoff place to hold on to. And that's that's a really huge motivating factor for the for the running of the season, I guess.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, at the start of the season, we said if we can get a 50% win ratio, then we reckon we'll be in with a chance of the playoffs. and going to the back end of the season, I'm confident that we can do that or even exceed that. Uh, And our goal um, from the very off, and we've been quite open about it, is to have Coventry Bears' most successful season. And that means getting into the playoffs. And I just think it'd be a a fantastic step forward for Coventry. I've been in the league now for six years, and I don't think they've ever made playoff football. So it'd be a a big moment in the club's um, short history in the professional games. So uh, I'm Really, really hoping that we're going to be able to do that, and we're going to be doing everything within our power off the field and, and on it as well to try and make sure that happens. Um, you know, I think against North Wales this this weekend, we travelled to them early in the season, and we really didn't put our best foot forward, and they ended up putting quite a, a flattering scoreline on us, unfortunately. So throughout the year, it's been a bit of a common theme that when we travel away from home. We don't tend to start games too well. It takes us a while to get into the rhythm. Um, and by that point, it's either too late or the team that we're playing um, almost grows that third leg and, and wins the energy battle. So I'm hoping with us playing at home this week, um, you know, we generally start well at home. We generally play very well at home. Uh, and I'm hoping that's going to play a big factor within the game.
0: Going back to Saturday's game. Um I was I was going to ask you for your your standout picks like I normally do but um I guess before you get into them a, a word on a word on Dan Coates, you know, n- nailing that kick not particularly ideal conditions for for kickers late in the game, a lot of pressure on it and you know, he's he's still a young guy like learning his trade almost and and, and building a lot of confidence this season. I mean, Big credit f- to him for, for stepping up and, and landing that match-winning kick.
3: Yeah, I think the pressure is really on him. It's not a nice position to be in when you've got the match-winning kick in front of you. Um, and it's in those conditions. And you know, with what we're trying to achieve throughout the season, uh, you know, the pressure that's on your shoulders. So absolutely fantastic play from Coates, um to come up with that kick. I think it was from near enough the halfway line. Uh, I think he could have kicked it from... From within our own, own fortune, it would have gone over. Um, but yeah, he's really grown, really developed throughout the season, and he's turned into a really good young prospect. And I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, yeah, so I was really pleased that he was able to hold his nerve like that and step up, especially because he had a chance uh, only three, four minutes earlier from pretty much the same spot and just pushed it wide. So I think that put even more pressure onto that kick. um But again, yeah, fantastic play from Courtsey. Uh, and I hope he continues to do what he's been doing for us all year throughout the the remainder of the season.
0: And anybody else you would you would shout out from Saturday? I mean, you you, you got yourself on the score sheet yet again. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're not going to shout yourself out, but, um, but you know you you keep popping up with very important scores for the Bears this season. I mean, who 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 else in that side do you, do you think had a a, a good day on Saturday?
3: Uh, I think Liam Willem, um asked to play a position from the centre. He was playing right side back role. Um, he came up with a, a very good try, I thought, um, and all game, he played very well. Uh, defensively, he went hunting and when he had the ball in hand, it was carrying strong and, and he was turning up at the right times when we got onto their end. So I thought he had a, he had a really good game. Um, I thought a back three, mopped up everything that came their way. Um, so, yeah, I think um, they, they did a pretty good job um, and put their hands up to come out of uh backfield and yardage as well um, I think Jack Dawson really stood out for me um, he was asked to to play at a position I think we started him in the centre and then we maybe made some changes and he's, he's had to come in field and, and end up having to play in in the middle uh, which is a big ask it might even be in back row that he started but either way he ended up in the middle he did big minutes and yeah I thought it was a tough ask from him and you could see in the field that he was blown but it was really pleasing to see that he was willing just to keep going because he knew what was on the line for the team. Um, and I think it just for me reinforced that team spirit that we've got this season.
0: And just lastly, you've already touched on this Sunday's game against North Wales and 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 we've we've talked previously about the importance of it, particularly now you've you've sort of completed part one of this, this two game run in terms of wanting to get those back to back wins. Um back in front of the fans on Sunday for the first time in a few weeks what can what can they offer to help to help give the give you and your guys um that boost you need and and, and help help push you over the line on Sunday
3: uh, just turn up it's as simple as that um you know the more fans there is the more energy there is the more atmosphere there is and believe you me players feed off that um when you've got a good crowd behind you you can hear the noise you can yeah, you can just pick up on that energy and you can just use that uh, and, and channel that to, to help maximise your performance. So people maybe don't think that it plays a big factor, but for me, it definitely does. Um, so yeah, that's my message is this turn up. Stuff.
0: Well, I'll definitely be doing that and I'm sure plenty of others will, Dave. Um, and we will see you on Sunday.
3: Outstanding cheers, Dave. Thank you, as ever.
0: It's a huge thanks to both Dave and Rich as ever. I mean, Craig, that was a quite massive win. Um, Rich even said it could, it could prove to be their best of the season and you know it's all well and good racking up those spectacular performances as we've seen this year but there's something to be said also about just grinding out an ugly win when you really need one isn't there
1: absolutely and so scholars were desperate to win that game to try and catch us uh in the race uh into the pl- to the playoffs um we've opened up a bit of a gap to them now and we are really really in with a shot of the playoffs um you know there are some tough games to come but there are winnable games to come in the next three to four matches and i think you know the momentum's there now that 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 win on saturday really has built some more momentum got us back on track after losing to barrow the week before and um it's looking really really good and you know it was one of those games that could have gone either way and and they've shown real spirit togetherness a load of grit and got over the line against a really tough team in Scholars um, you know they've been playing well at home this year so that's a really really top result and really bizarre again game that we've lost at home to them beat them away we seem to do that every season so um, but yeah absolutely delighted with the win and um, you know I couldn't be there myself because I was on holiday but there was a lot of travelling support as well, who who really cheered the team on, and um, they had to dig deep because um, scholars really stepped it up in, in with their physicality in the second half. And um, you know, fair play to Dan Coates, what a player he's been this season for us, and absolute nerves of steel. The kick was from the halfway line, um, you know, to and it sailed over the bar. I mean, he could have probably been another twenty meters back. So what a fantastic kick and what a way to win the game in the, in the last minute. I, I, it brought back memories of that horrible, horrible home defeat against scholars where they, they kicked one from the touchline that agonisingly bounced off the, the post and still went in. Um, so, so we got a bit of revenge there and, and it's just a fantastic win that.
0: Definitely, and and it seems to be that the the big story of the game was was that the bears were forced into quite a lot of swapping around and changing. So so Liam Wellham was was in the in the back row. Jack Dawson ended up doing a stint in, in the middles and stuff. But they still got the job done. And um, you know we've talked about the the quality and the, the strength and depth of this squad this year. But it's got a real resilience to it as well, hasn't it? I, I, again, to to get that that ugly win in difficult circumstances it's just it's just credit to everyone involved
1: yeah i've seen them um, you know i've seen a lot of clubs in league one talk about injuries and you know saying they're not at full strength and everything else but you know the bears haven't been at full strength for weeks now pretty much every week someone's missing for one reason or another um, and in some weeks we've had three or four potential first teamers missing but we've just got on with it um it feels like we as you said, we've definitely got strength and depth. We've got a proper squad this year. Everyone that comes in contributes, and not only that, everyone that comes in knows what job they've got to do. So, you know, the cohesion remains no matter who's playing. And um, w- one thing we do have as well, we've got a number of players who can play in different positions, who who've who shown they can adapt to playing in different positions. So, just overall a fantastic season. I mean, we're we're just below fifty percent uh wins so far this season um that's the highest win percentage we've ever had since coming into into league one um i mean 2019 which was i mean we started well and the season tailed off we we only won four out of 20 games Mm -hmm. um and then you know the season before that which was 2018 which was seen as a as, as a successful season we won seven out of 26 so um we've won five out of 11 now we're doing really really well and as i said i think there's some winnable games coming up we we've got real potential here of hitting the playoffs because anywhere anyone really from fourth down to eighth um or even scholars still are not out of it fourth down to ninth could hit the playoffs with a couple of with a good run
0: yeah well well that that brings us nicely onto onto this weekend's game actually against the crusaders i mean they are a team that are very much within our grasp at the moment. Um, there's obviously a few sides to this game in terms of the, the story of it, the build-up. There's, there's, the, there's the fact that this is, like the Scholar's game last weekend, there's another wrong to right here from earlier in the season because that performance away to the Crusaders earlier this year was probably the worst the Bears have put in this season. But there is actually that chance to, to, to not just close a gap or, or better our position, but you know, a Bears win on Sunday can actually properly move them at the table and it does move us up to that 50% win ratio and likely puts the Bears actually in a playoff position with what, four or five games to to play and to hold on to in that final few weeks of the year. I mean, Rich Squire's called it a cup final. Dave is just desperate for the fans to come down and, and, and back the team. This is a really huge game, isn't it?
1: It's a massive game, a really huge game. And as you said, if we win this, I think the belief will really be there. Um, the players will start start believing that they can get in the playoffs, which would be just an amazing achievement um, and one that they deserve with some of the wins that we've had this year. You know, and players all need to step it up again. It's it's tough when you're playing week in week out to to continuously step it up and play at the same level. But it's a game I believe we can win. You know, Crusaders. I have to say, they have looked massively impressive sometimes this season, but they have blown a bit hot and cold. Um, They took a a real pasting off Barrow, wasn't it, at home. But then they've also handed out some pastings this season to other teams. When they get going, they've got a great, very, very talented back line. Um, They've got a big pack as well. You know, they are a very good team, but I think, I do believe that we're a match for them. and, And I think, as you said, there's a few players will be thinking we can't let that happen again um, because we play we did play poorly when we went to their place. So, um, you know, I, I I'm genuinely confident we can we can we can win this, um, and, and let's hope we do because it would really be a springboard towards the end of the season.
0: It really would because after that, there's one more home game against West Wales Raiders, which um you know, with all respect to the Raiders, you you would actually expect the Bears to win that one, and they'll certainly be targeting it. The rest of the games are away, but you know, we've we've got to go and play Hunslet, Keithley, Rochdale, beaten all of those teams this season. Doncaster could easily have beaten that those as well. So, yeah, I like you say, there are some there are some winnable ties there, and I think. If ever there is a Bears squad that is going to go and and bag a couple of away wins towards the end of the season, it would be this squad. There is something different about their belief. There is something different about their mentality. But we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. This Sunday is is the key one. This is this really does feel massive for the context of the rest of the season. And um I should say, if you if you are anyone listening who is coming to the Butts Park Arena on Sunday for the game against Crusaders, three p.m. kickoff, of course, do get your tickets from the Bears website. Um, you will notice, um, assuming everything's working, you will notice a different voice on the stadium PA. Uh, that's because the quite brilliant Tim Griffiths um, has got married this week. So congratulations to him and his new today, wife today. In uh, fact, today as we record, yeah, and um, and they will be on their honeymoon. So. I'm trying to uh, to sort of fill his shoes. I'm stepping in to help do the PA side of things. So we can expect things to be, let's face it, less slick than when Tim does it. I'll probably do something wrong on the scoreboard at some point.
1: You've done it before. I think you'll be fine.
0: I didn't have the scoreboard to contend with last time. I will say that the uh, the music will likely be more metal. So um, that's something to look forward to. And if you don't like the music this Sunday come and blame me it's not Tim's fault but um yeah I'm really looking forward to it and um and uh yeah it's 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 strange I know it hasn't been that long but it feels like a while since we've got to watch the Bears down at the Butts um and only two home games left this season as well so I'm really looking forward to seeing if we can round a very good home season off with a couple of wins but um I think that feels like we can leave it for this week. So, so, so get, get down to the butts on Sunday, cheer on the bears, um, your support. It really does make a difference. You heard Dave talk about it in his interview and the players have mentioned it before. It it really does give them a boost and, and they're going to need it this Sunday. Um, and Craig and I will be back next week to reflect on whatever goes down. Um, and yeah, I think that's us done. So uh, thanks as always for listening. We'll see you soon.